into it yet. You're a hero. You're a hero, my work wife. Uh, oh. Rachel, my work wife. We're back in business. I missed you. We're back in business. I missed you so much. I missed you. It's been a week. I know. So we're here talking about work wives. Yes. And because we had this revelation last week i think so we were supposed to have a recording what happened we were supposed to have a recording it wasn't working we were trying to troubleshoot it we eventually got it and we went it was great and then i think we stayed on the phone for like three hours we had <laughs> it for a long time we probably had a whole other podcast in there that we just didn't catch i think there's too many incriminating details in that that's what the people want to hear. That's what this podcast is going to take off the minute I start sharing incriminating details. <laughs> we'll keep the Maybe name. Did <laughs> it? Maybe today. Um, but we decided in that moment we are work wives. Yes, you're my work wife. You don't always have to DTR. You know, you don't always have. Oh, don't always have to define the relationship. But you're oh, real. DTR. <laughs> DTF, DTR, we keep it. We keep DTF out of the work wife yeah. relationship. I, I it's actually a platonic like, dynamic. Like DTF doesn't have to exist in work crushes. Work. It, can. it also can, <laughs> <laughs> and it has. <laughs> and some people find that very motivating. Well, tell us what you find motivating, Grace, because. It's a, it's a little variation on the work life. It's the work. Oh, the work crush. crush. I'm trying to get this to go viral on TikTok, and I'm going to have to make it, I think, a couple more times. But here's what I think. Gen Z is really missing out on the work crush. Yeah. yeah. There, so, and, and the way I, I think about a work crush is someone at work who you think is hot and and enjoy being around or you think they're cool, whatever it is. Like you, you, you have an attraction to them and it can totally just be in context. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you could be in a team of 10 people. There's not that much choice. Then you decide someone's hot mm. and all of a sudden your motivation goes through the roof. Through the roof. You're meeting. You want to look good. You're prepping. Mm. You're preparing. Mm. You got to say. You know, you, that person has an expertise. You're going to follow up. You want to do a one-on-one on on this? You want to talk through this? Help me out here? Do a little tutoring? Like, you know, performance really amps up when you have a work crush. It's weird. We don't talk about this enough in the professional world. No. (laughs) Find yourself a work crush to look good in front of. That's how you skyrocket your career. (laughs) (laughs) Got to have a work crush in every room. (laughs) In every department, and it's, on Zoom, it's like you can't. You just mm. give <sighs> give nothing. I always I found my best work crushes were for sure the ones that didn't overlap with like who I would actually want to have a romantic entanglement with. It was like it was like um, they lived in a different bucket in my brain. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that you're right. Like context, it happens in context. You know, like if you're going to be on a team with someone and there's 10 people, eventually your brain's just going to have to elevate one of those people to be the hottest. (laughs) (laughs) Whether they'd be an actual crush or not. Right. 
in real life. Yeah, but when, when, I think most of the time they were like given sort of the choice of all of things, they probably wouldn't be. Or what were you talking about last week? Probably not. You know, the word crush, what we were talking about, like you would never approach this person at a bar per se. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting. Okay, wait, what, what did I just want to ask you about work crush? Do you have a do you have a work crush from your early days that you can think of? Um, I'm actually just mourning the fact that I can't have a work crush right now because all my because all my because all my coworkers are like my clients. It would be wildly inappropriate. Yeah. So the and day that, like the, the days of work crushes are dead for me. I think the day I think work crushes like listen if 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 you're a CEO listening to us like work crush isn't the vibe for you. It's not your mo- no problem. And that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop people. I know it doesn't. It definitely doesn't stop people. I just I, that's not what I'm I'm pushing on here. Um, we're talking like we're talking like peer peer or like close work crush. Or there's like there was in in one of my past companies there was this like married with kids, like dad, who's just adorable that everyone loved. Like he, he was very handsome too, but just like adorable in nature. And he was everyone's work crush in a non-sexual way, but love everyone that. loved him. Just wanted to be in a meeting with him. Yeah, wanted to be in a meeting with him. Wanted him to be like, Hey, Rachel, good job. And then you're like, make everybody's day. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I see, I, mm, I've had that kind of work crush. I think like, I think that's the kind of person where you're just like, they're just so precious. Like they're just, I just like their energy, you know, I just want to be around them. But if it's a real work crush, then, you know, you kind of want to so fun, but yeah. I always were, I'm like a, I'm like, what's going to happen in three months? I don't want to fuck up my like amazing dynamic here. Yeah. You might need impulse, like impulse control. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go, you're going to go out to drinks with your work crush. Like, but that's not a thing anymore. Poor Gen Z is not like, even experiencing this. I know. And so how do they keep motivated? That's what I really want to know. Yeah. Well, should we talk about our other favorite connection, which we're probably going to title this episode, like the work wife? The work wife. Yeah. Yeah. Why did we decide we were work wives last week? Um, because you are the person who I can reach out to with like any little vent about my business or question like, hey, I need an opinion, sounding board. Um, celebration, right? Like you're that space for me where it just can be totally inane and I just can text you and it can seem totally irrelevant and out of context. Vice versa. You're going to be there for it. And yeah. that this is our like virtual um, experience of something that we, you very much always had. I always had this in office. Like I had, it didn't have to be my best friend outside work, but I always had people where I could be like, let me tell you what my sister did last night in the party she threw and the blah, 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 in my, in our apartment or like, um, you know, um, random shit. It, it, here's the, here's my favorite overlapping of worlds. Work wife meets work crush. I, when you and your work wife have the same work crush, oh, okay. the meeting, 
you know, like I thought they're one person. <laughs> See, I worked in tech, so I mostly actually had work husbands. Like it was so male driven that I had work husbands. Tell me about your work husbands. And so I don't think we shared a crush, but um, maybe we did. Um, I, my best work husband was like at my last job. He was a developer, which is really handy if you're a product manager to find yourself a technical work husband or work wife who will put up with all of your questions, constant questions. <laughs> that was mainly how I used my work husband. And coffees and, you know, yeah. tonics as a payment. And that was fine online. Like the work husband, work wife dynamic translates fine over Slack. Like it works just as well because you don't need like the pheromone interaction to feel You're excited. To them. No. Huh? They didn't start in person for you. No, I was totally, um, I was totally remote even before the pandemic for a couple of years. Okay. Wait, this, yeah. how, how, okay. So, so what we're talking about here and we're being silly and we're both feel silly. We've had a long, both had long weeks in different ways and whatever. We're, in, we're, we're like, this is like a, a wine conversation Friday. Um, but what we're talking about is connection at work. And we're, we're framing it in fun, funny ways, but also these are real. It is, it is real to take the connections that exist in the outside world and put mm. framing on them and, and create some of that in work to help you get ahead, yeah. to help you be motivated, to help you be a better performer. And so I've always found work wives that want to like level me up, you know, like the yeah. Beyonce song, like upgrade you. Yeah. I can do yeah. Like, is that, is that what you were also looking for in a work spouse? Totally. I mean, to, well, what you're talking about, like connection is what keeps us happiest, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is actually the number one predictor, I think, of job satisfaction is how connected you are to your team, right? Or at least to one person, like the depth of connection that you can experience also counts. So it's not actually a frivolous thing. I mean, I think I told you, Grace, there was an article from The Atlantic that came across my feed and it was about this topic, the strange phenomenon, they called it of work wives and work husbands. And it's so interesting because it's such a unique relationship dynamic and it's universally relatable. And all of the comments on that article were like, my work wife or my work husband has totally just made my career. Like I couldn't do my job without this person. They are sanity preserving to have like a ride or die at work. Because I think the main thing, actually for me, the main feature of my work husband was that I could vent and I could air like my grievances about the company, which I can quickly turn toxic if you were to do that to your wider team, especially if you're in a leadership position, like I sort of was, I was actually, I can't go around being like, this, this sucks. I hate that we're having to do this. Like, right. It's inappropriate. But if you have that one person, like that one safe space and it can be done in a conscious way, it actually will help you to stay the course so much more easily than if you were having to bottle up and keep it to yourself or even share it with someone in your personal life who doesn't quite understand it and empathize the way that your work husband or work wife can. So it's like not to be underestimated. It's actually a really important thing to actually potentially look for if you're in a new role is who can you really connect with one-on-one -on -one and count on as your main source of social sustenance at this place huge social sustenance leverage a different perspective like all of these things that are that a that a romantic partner right you know brain for coagulation <laughs> like all of this wonderful stuff. so you started this remote i i know how to actually we can talk about how i really yeah. think that i pursued you here and we ended up work wives 
because I was persistent. But let's, we'll get to that. How would you talk about remote finding a work spouse? You just joined a company or you've been in a company for a while. You haven't connected with anyone. How do we get that started? You know who you resonate with. Like, even if it's online. Firstly, whenever I joined a company, I would do one-on-ones with people. Like I was out trying to create one-on-one connections because I always felt safer, more established, and more confident in meetings if I had spoken to each person one-on-one and created a little bit of connection as groundwork. So I would be doing that and feeling people out. And then from there, you are going to know who you resonate with. And for me, it's like a mix of chemistry and commonality. So you find someone that you have that natural chemistry with. And if you have enough in common, e.g. you're on enough meetings with them, you're on the same project, you're on the same team, then that's probably a pretty good recipe for success. And then you start dropping some like, you know, news articles or some memes, (laughs) casual like work wife, work husband flirting, you know, to get the relationship started, see how they respond, see if they're amenable to it. And it snowballs right? Like you and I, it's really interesting. You and I have never met in person. I know. We have a thriving I know. digital work marriage. I know. And such is life right now. I think there's so many people. Yeah. So we, okay. How did we connect? So we connected through our friend Elle. Um, and we did a one-on-one. We did a we, meeting. She introduced us. I will say also some people, um, you know, when you're like, this person could set me up or not set me up. Elle is someone who's extremely, extremely thoughtful about this kind of stuff. So she thinks about like, I kind of feel like she thinks about people's motivations or whatever. She'd probably say, I'm overthinking this, but um, she's an incredible communicator, incredible strategist. And so she went, you guys kind of trying to do a similar thing. Rachel's kind of doing that, like connect. So we connected, had a one-on-one and then didn't talk again for six months or something. Right. Probably. Yeah. And then, do we have another one-on-one, or did I? You did. You did. You facilitated a session for me at some point. You did a visualization with me. Oh, I did. Yeah, I think that was after we initially met. I think we had a conversation, and then we did a visualization at some point. Uh, and then I coached you. We had a little exchange. Uh, we did an exchange. Yeah. Oh, so I reached out. And said, can we do an exchange? Oh, because I had been watching. Sure, we didn't talk first. No, no, we definitely talked. And then I think it was like months and months later. Yeah. And I've been watching you online. And maybe I'd say here and there, like, oh, love this, whatever. And it's that that flirting that you're talking about. Like, oh, I oh, love this. Like your content was great. Um, and then I reached out and was like, I'm kind of feeling really stuck. Can you this was at summer, that last summer yeah. I said would you be open to doing a swap with me where you coach me on something I'm struggling with and I'll do a visualization with you? And you agreed. You asked me out. I asked you out and you said yes. I did. And then, um, and then from there, I was really looking to build community at that moment. I was having like, I was having a transition in my personal life. And so I was really looking to build community around the thing I was spending most of my time doing, which was my company. And I asked if you wanted to be part of a founders group. That's like a kind of different, like intuitive founders. Um, and at that point you were in London, like it was, a, it was like a Europe based group um, to meet once a month and you agreed. And so we do that. Shout out to Cam and Andrew who are our um, we love lovely, them. lovely intuitive founders. 
Intuitive. Our work husbands wear a square, wear okay. a shake quad. <laughs> Sometimes. They're like, for one Friday a month. Don't loop us into this, ladies. Um, they're wonderful. But we, that was the kind of community I was looking to build. So I really was looking to build like work spouses. Like I wanted people who we get on the call, niceties aside. And I'm like, yo, I had a sales call this week that went fucking sideways. And I was trying to do this thing that I was telling you guys about last month. What the fuck? What should I do? And that's, I found it. So basically you created it and we should be asking you how to find work wives. Well, no. you're really intentional about it. Well, here's the thing. And I think this is the secret to my life that has post 30 been amazing for me. Pre 30 was very challenging. I've mm-hmm. always been really, really earnest and sincere and eager about connecting with people. When I was a teenager, you can see how that would be very, very challenging for me because I couldn't play that other game really well. Like I couldn't be too cool because I wasn't too cool. I was like, no, 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 no. I was, you know, Anne of Green Gables where she talks about kindred spirits and her soul sister. Like that was my vibe. I was, I was in high school. I was in my like rich bitch high school being like, does anyone want to be a kindred spirit? Like it did not work for me. Well, I will say post 30, it's working out fucking amazing. Oh, the authenticity. It's so great. It's so great. But it's like, you know, one thing that's coming to mind while you talk, Grace, is that I'm just going back to who I was when I was working inside teams and companies. And often I was a little bit like guarded. Like I just wanted to kind of do my job and get out. Um, And I think if you're in that sort of mentality or if you're at all in a space where you're not like absolutely just loving the company and the team, it can be easy to overlook all the amazing people who are are around you and who you actually like uniquely have access to while you are there. Because imagine, you know, like six months down the line, you no longer work for that company. I mean, sure, you're an alumni now and you can reach out to anyone who has, but it's like if you just run into this person on LinkedIn who's amazing on paper, you, you wouldn't necessarily be able to get an intro and just have a warm conversation with them. When you're inside that company, you have access to most people in your vicinity. And it's really worth taking advantage of if there's somebody that you vibe with. And that's a point I wanted to make too, is I think, I don't know if you, you hear this from friends, but like, you know, we're in our thirties. I get a lot of friends being like, people don't want to, people don't want new friends now. Like it's hard to make adult friends. And I have literally never found that. <laughs> Bullshit. That's one of the biggest lies. But it, cause I think what happens is it's, it's hard to do consistent connecting. It's hard to be the person who puts yourself out there, but I'll say being the person who puts yourself out there is so rewarded. A lot of people don't want to, and if you don't want to do it, that's fine, but like, you're going to be limited. And I think, I think that you're almost better off trying to start out with work friends and like, unless you're in a new city and then play that in a different way. But you know, People are always looking for connection at work. There isn't one person, even if they have a bustling home life and so much going on. Everyone loves to get on a call 10 minutes before the call with your someone at work and like bitch or vent or say, can you believe what happened to me this weekend? That's a, that's like, that's the thing. You automatically have like exposure to them consistently. 
So if you're looking for new friends later in life, one of the easiest places to do it is through work because you get to make that connection. And it can be hard. It doesn't have to be hard though. And play it out. Like maybe you start out by doing a group thing. You say like, okay, anyone who watches The Bachelor, um, I'm going to do this like pre-Bachelor, like Zoom drinks thing for like an hour before. And I'm going to, you know, have a whatever game or something just or you know like or I think one one at one company I started um a slack channel where we had just moved to a new neighborhood the office we just moved the office to a new neighborhood and so we had a competition about who could find the best lunch every oh that's awesome whatever Fridays or something so we'd like drop pictures and stuff in the slack channel that's a good grace do you do culture for a living (laughs) (laughs) see and meanwhile my approach like it's so funny how different our approaches are you're really good at generating these ideas that are sort of culture oriented and get people to connect in groups and meanwhile I'm like I laser in one-on-one and I find out if I have chemistry and connection with a person and I'll just know because I'll just know the conversation will flow and that's all I need you know (laughs) I love this and both of those can be hard to put yourselves out in different ways like some people will be more afraid of rejection in a one-on-one. True. I would be more afraid of doing group things and like initiating with a bunch of people at once. Yeah. So, okay. So I would also say like once, once you've got this work spouse, you feel like, you know, you're in a good, you're in the talking stage and it's going well. What are ways, like, I don't want to talk. I, I think there's a little bit of like Gen Z here. Like you've never this is like helpful, you know, think about it. But there's also for people our age, like what's important when you think about a work spouse, like what's important to you to receive from them? (sighs) You want, you want to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Celebrate wins. You want to be able to be, comforted or heard or listened to when there are, are lows, things that you need to complain about. You need a judgment-free zone for that. That's it. Really, what else is there? Maybe you need someone to shoot the shit entertainment. Shoot the shit. I also think it's helpful to have someone, I mean, like any other partner, like support in the company. Yeah. I had in my last company, mm. um, there was a guy our age who um, was so – He probably collected like 12 work wives. Like he just was the most wonderful person. I've talked about him on here before. He had a really cool way of of sharing his knowledge. Um, But he, everyone loved, like just, just a great, great man. Really in a lot of ways, great guy. And um, he had earned the loyalty of so many people. And he was so supportive of people, whatever. There was this one time where someone who I don't even remember who it was, like they weren't that, they were maybe in and out of the company quickly, not that relevant. He made some joke, some meme in a Slack channel. And this person came in under that comment and basically accused him of being sexist by using that meme. And when I tell you the thread of comments that started flying through the door after the accuser. It was, it was insane. He was exonerated (laughs) by all of his work wives. Went into the women's channel and sort of said something like, I'm right, right? 
And and honestly, most girls got in there were like, sit down, and like you you have no, you have no. Oh, so he lost his he lost his. Did he did he lose his work vibes? What happened? No no no. No no the girl no the girls, sh- the the accuser went into the women's channel. Oh, the sh- accuser. I see. I see. He was like, "Did I do wrong?" did I do this correctly? Like I'm right. Yeah. And everyone was like, uh, no bitch. Um, and so even without my man, yeah, without him being there, everyone was defending him left and right. And that's an extreme situation. Um, but yeah, support is nice. People having your back is nice. Your work wife or work husband will be the best networking contact you will ever have. Yeah. yeah. So pick a good one. Pick someone who's ambitious. Pick well. That's what I'm saying. Like I always find people who upgrade me. Mary well. So one of my fa- well. one of my favorite work wives um, was in my first startup. We were the only two women for almost a year. I think it was us and like mm. sixteen men, um, which also has many benefits. But we 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 did a retreat, and this was the time where I was still in operations, but really doing a lot of culture work, and so. I organized this retreat. She was doing like all the culture work with me. And there was one moment where we were literally putting stuff away in the kitchen. And can you imagine having a bunch of boys like trying to help do stuff in the kitchen? And like most of them are engineers. But yeah. And anyway, she, I went to, I was pulling something off the counter and I reached behind me that I was going to like put it in the fridge. She, without even looking, was already reaching behind her to just grab it from me and put it it like it was the the synergy was there totally synced and I learned so much from her and when you now to this day to this day she I just talked to her last night her (laughs) I love her I've learned so much from you like pick there it's fine to pick people who you can like bitch with and that's great Mm. I've had that and at companies where I really hated my job that was like a huge part of it but also Mm. find people who can upgrade you man totally oh totally every time that you and I talk I'm like oh that's an idea oh that's an idea and I get this infusion of energy that I want to go take and run with in my business you know it's amazing yeah so so I guess be I don't know does that sound calculating but like find the people who who level you up Probably you're that type of person already if that's what you're going to look for. Yeah. So it's a match. But also, like, if you're 21 and you're looking around, don't necessarily look for the other, like, 21-year-olds, you know? Interesting. Gives you a little bit of social climbing. Are you saying – say that one more time? I'm clarifying. You do a little bit of social climbing. (laughs) You're an intern. Climbing. Let's go SVP. See if we can get in with the SVPs. I'm just saying, like, always have your eye on the prize. Totally. It doesn't take away from authentic connection. But, like, you can have a work wife who's your, like, same intern, for sure. But also, mm-hmm. find people who are doing different things, have different experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are no limits, really. I think whoever you admire and connect with is worth intentionally pursuing more connection with. Yeah. And I've definitely done that. Um, 
I think I've done that inside companies, probably done it outside companies too, where I just like text someone or whatever, email or LinkedIn. I'm like, you're awesome. Can we grab a coffee? Totally. People are amenable to that. But it's also always the lowest hanging fruit inside your own team. And so if you're not finding people who you admire and connect with inside your own team, you're kind of kind of missing out on a big form of what I consider like compensation. Actually, the way that you can enrich your network at the right place uh, really matters. Yes. So yes. Okay. I wouldn't want to be part of a team where I didn't feel that way about at least someone. No, it would be very hard for me to do that. Um, okay, here's another tip I have is actually I have an ongoing appointment. I've had it now for two years. So when you have this work relationship with someone, everything can be organic. That's totally fine. Talking, you talk great. Definitely do that. When you're virtual, it helps to have stuff hum in the background. So I don't know, maybe you set up a Thursday morning, like eight to nine coffee chat that, you know, if you don't make it one week, whatever, you, you know, you let it, you let it be easy, but you keep it humming in the background so that you can always tap in and do that. I have a monthly, um, before I left Jetty, which was that, um, my first startup, um, I was, I was starting a new job and I moved to a RevOps team where I knew nothing about re- revenue operations at all. And this girl, um, Gabrielle was on there and she's a little bit younger, but she was so good at this. So good at Salesforce, all the stuff we we're working with. And so I set up like a regular call with her and then COVID happened. The team collapsed. We, mm-hmm. we only worked together, I think for like eight weeks. I still have that call with her. Um, and oh. we're out of that company for years and, um, it's great. And having mm. assistant where you're not married to it. And so every month we'll be like, oh, can you, if you can make it great, if not, and, and we'll text each other like the day before and be like, oh, I can hop on tomorrow. Yeah. Let be easy. Let them be. It's like, one of those things that, go, go. yeah, but you can, you can create those touchstones, right? Because it's one of the things like you often make friends with people if you join like an adult volleyball league or something of your interest and you end up going to a specific class or a specific meeting week after week. You can just create that if it's just a one-on-one that you have a connection with. Yeah. Set it up and make it a regular thing because you need, you do, I think you're speaking to that need for consistency to build that relationship. And if you're someone who isn't going to every week think like, okay, I need to follow up with this person or send them a note, like let something run in the background. Totally. I love that idea. Don't have to think about it. Just set it and forget it. Yeah. And come or don't come. But the point is that you'll be, you'll remember that it's there. Um, all right. We hit 30 minutes on this. <laughs> Boom. Boom. We love this. Work wives. We have great work wife chemistry. That's why. We do. It's easy. We do. I'm grateful for you as a work wife. Vice versa. It's so, so good doing awesome. work life with you. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should match make solo fans for their work wives. Maybe we should hang out <laughs> <laughs> in person. Um, and plan this together because you're in much more exciting places than me come to Costa Rica yeah come we'll have a little powwow we'll we'll take our audience with us okay cool we have 15 honestly like all 15 of them can come come on they can totally come you're all invited 
on the Do You Have a Minute inaugural podcast retreat. We have 10 episodes. We're hosting a retreat. Join yeah. us in the jungle. Yeah. Sponsored by? Uh, not Zoom. Sponsored by Riverside FM. Yes, thank you. We like that. We like that. Customer service is really nice, honestly. <laughs> we do. We like really. them. Yeah. Yeah, we do like them. Um, okay. Amazing. <laughs> so good. All right. I'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you next week, Grace. Bye. Bye. Bye.